What's up, guys? You're tuning in the Founder Hour. I'm your co-host, Pat. And that's Posh. I'm Posh. You want to introduce yourself, Posh? Yeah, my name is Posh. <laughs> and we're here today with Steve O'Dell, co-founder of Tenzo T. Steve, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, let's start a little bit about kind of, you know, learning about your upbringing um, and kind of where you grew up. I know offline you were saying you grew up on the East Coast. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing, what you were like as a kid. What did you want to be when you grew up? Things like that. Yeah, so I am the youngest of five boys. That's probably the most interesting fact about my background, but I have four older brothers. They used to kick my ass a lot growing up and get a little bit tougher, but I was super into sports. I was a big volleyball player. My brothers all played collegiately, and so that was kind of the path I was on. Went to UCLA. To you guys play. all tall? Yeah, we're all super tall. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually the middle height in my family. I'm 6'6", six, six, by the way. Kevin, 6'9". Shit. Kevin's like 6'9", 300, dude. He's huge. He should have been, been a tight end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or he wasn't fast lineman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, went to UCLA to pursue volleyball. And when I was there, I got super into entrepreneurship. Took a class, actually, with like a really great professor. And um, that was the only class at UCLA where I actually like showed up every day and like read all the assignments. And then I was like, wow, this kind of speaks to who I am. And started my first company that summer after. Did you and did you kind of like know anything about entrepreneurship going into college or did no. you kind of just take this class off a whim and you're just like Yeah, oh. no, my family is super conservative. No one's an entrepreneur. It's not even it's not even in the realm of possibility. Um and I think it was just being in the UCLA environment. There's a lot of inspiring and super talented kids. Like you guys know, going to USC, yeah. not quite as talented as UCLA, but there's some good people <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, so. we can debate that after. Yeah. yeah. Offline Suffolk segment. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I I think uh, that really kicked it off, mm -hmm. and then I started just dipping and like kind of swimming further and further into the pond. It wasn't like this, oh my gosh, now I'm an entrepreneur. It was more like a series of steps. What what about it intrigued you though? Like, what about kind of not even just entrepreneurship, but like I mean, just starting off with that class. Like, what a, what caught your kind of attention? You're like, whoa, I want to do this. Yeah, so the class. Honestly, it was inspired by my one of my roommates at the time. We were just like looking for summer classes, and that was one that we thought would be cool. Yeah, um, it was about like presenting, and you had to kind of make your own company and then like pitch that to the class. And so, do you remember what you guys came up with at that time? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. I I created the idea was to like because parking's such a problem in LA, <laughs> and it's super antiquated. This might actually be a good idea. Like you have to go to the meter and put in your card. It's like. Mm -hmm. Why isn't there an app that would sync the meters to people's phones and you could pay via like a Venmo or a PayPal type solution or Apple Pay? Mm -hmm. um, you could literally like rent out spots. You wouldn't need to go run to your car to pay the meter. You could literally do it from your phone. Oh, I need 15 more minutes. Boom, done. And the security guard doesn't have to like, I mean, forget the meters. Yeah, like, they just, could just check that yeah, automatically. Exactly. Yeah. So, See, <laughs> I think the biggest problem with that would probably be like regulation from the cities and uh, because they're the ones that would be essentially purchasing that product and then yeah. it out there. So, I mean, it's a great, it's a great idea. It could work. It could yeah. work. If someone does it, yeah. I want a part of the business. Yeah, give them credit. Yeah, them credit. you heard it here first. So at what point, I mean, why did you even go to UCLA? Why did you even go to college? Yeah, great question. Uh, UCLA was the best volleyball program in the country. And um, you wanted to become like a what, Olympic Yeah, so uh, my brothers, player? yeah, essentially, that was kind of cool, to be honest. My brothers, um, like I was in the whole USA pipeline from high school, and um, my brothers played. one of my brothers played professionally for a while and was on the USA team. Um, what was your position? Because I played volleyball in high school, I think. 
Yeah, I was the setter. Yeah, I was the setter too. Yeah, so dishing and uh, strategizing. Dishing some volleyballs. Yeah. It was yeah. a fun sport. It's a fun sport. Yeah, it is. It's so when fun. did you realize that that was not going to happen? Or, or, or did you realize, I don't want to be doing that anymore? Yeah, great question. This is... I, this, this is a story I tell most often, honestly, and it all started with reading, and I've always been like a very curious person. I love reading. and um, There's a lot of books right here. A lot of great books. Yeah, I devour books. Like, I'm on like at least yeah. one book per week, usually, really? usually faster. Still? Still, to this day. And I, I'm telling you, I must read, I probably read more than almost anyone in the whole country. Wow. Um, not, I'm not trying to claim that. Title what's the, for the secret record. though? Like, what's the secret? Like, I mean, because I'm sure you're a busy guy. You're running your own company, Probably, very early stage. Like, do you have to? Do you just like have to force yourself to just like make time every day? And how much time do you usually give yourself every day? Yeah, I think it's about prioritizing. Yeah, I think any with anything in life, if you want to work out, if you want to do whatever, yeah, just prioritize it. You want to spend more time with your family? Prioritize spending time with your family. It's it's not. It's not complex. Yeah. Um, so how many hours a day do you spend? Reading? I read at least an hour every day, usually more. In the morning, night, morning, afternoon, mainly mornings or. So talk to me about afternoon. your routine. How do you? What's your routine like? Yeah, so uh, good question. I wake up and I do the same. I, I'm extremely disciplined with this. Actually, um, I read and I write. I walk and I recite. Hmm. What do you read and write? So I I read uh, books usually like. Mainly now, domain-based learning. So something I need to learn for Tenzo, I'll try to learn that as fast as I can, as best I can. So right now, I'm, I'm reading like every book on branding and marketing that's in like every book possible. What's your favorite? Uh, this is Marketing by Seth Godin. It's the, it's heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really good. I'm actually gonna write it down. Yeah, it's it's a lot about like authentic marketing and community building and how we need to revert back to truly like engaging with people and. Yeah, so I love that, but I read every morning. I write, meaning I will write at least 500 words a day, and I try to get to 1,000, um, but I, I write about what I did yesterday, what's going on, a mistake I made, what the solution to that would be, like literally everything and anything. The and why, like what, what is like the, you know, method to the madness, like what, why, why write? I think it accelerates, times? well... There's there's a lot of positives from it. Um, it helps you remember things. It helps you learn things. It helps you foster your own creativity. Um, like truly independent thought is like really important to me. And I don't like I want to think for myself and try to understand the world. Um, and it help, writing helps me do that. Um, is this something that you read somewhere that you started doing? I mean, like how did this routine even begin? Uh, I would say like my freshman year of college. I started learning about like journaling type things and I have a notebook and I have all my notebooks dating back to the freshman year of college in a stack in my, in my apartment. And um, it didn't start as like 500,000 words. It started as just like write down an idea every day. This thing from James Altucher, super random concept, but just like write 10 ideas down. So I have like all these lists of ideas like Uber for X, you know, like Uber yeah. for haircuts, whatever, <laughs> all these super lame ones. And um, and then they slowly started getting better, and I slowly started writing more and more. Still very inconsistent in the beginning. Um, and when I started reading a lot of biographies, like if you go to that bookshelf over there, I've read a lot. Oh, you have another bookshelf, nice. Yeah, and I have my fifty <laughs> best books in my apartment too. Locked but, uh, in a vault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, a lot of the greatest minds in the history of the world, they have a very strong habit of writing. And 
I if I want to try to get into that category someday, like yeah. I need to sort of imitate what they're doing. And so yeah. I started writing extremely diligently. And then you sort of recite. What do you recite? Recite what you wrote yesterday and what you already learned. So this is a mnemonic technique. Uh, I learned it from Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> but he so he would literally people thought he was crazy. And I think some of my neighbors in this complex think I'm legitimately insane. Like I had a guy, I will literally recite what I learned yesterday. Like mm-hmm. if I read like, I don't know about this is marketing, I will recite it. And it helps me learn it better. And like saying something out loud, it really strengthens like the, the pathways in your brain to mm. be able to recall it and remember it better and use it going into the future. Oh, so you're not like read, like you're not reading what you wrote. You're literally just like, like I'm thinking back at what you loud. learned yesterday and just saying, saying it, out, it out, loud. out loud. Yeah. Gotcha. So I like... I'm telling you, I was in. I was at. <laughs> like you're this, ta- people thinking you're like talking to yourself. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. I was at this like I was at this event, um, this expo. I don't know. It was in San Francisco a few weeks ago, and this guy came up to me. He's like, "We're talking," and he was like, "Oh, are you the? Do you know the CEO of Tenzo T? He's always like walking down the alleyways talking to himself." And I was like, "That's me!" And the guy's <laughs> like, "No way!" And so he works at Barnana. Their office is like right over there. Is it Nick Ingersoll? No, his name's Alex. Okay, okay. okay. Nick is one of the co-founders. Yeah. I know Nick. I know Nick. I see yeah, him. So we had him on the podcast. He was number episode number six, actually. Yeah. He's yeah. down the street, right? He's literally right. His office is yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. I, I, when we were driving by this area, I'm like, I think Barnana. Nick's like the man. Right Shout out, Nick. Yeah, Nick's great. So, uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah. It's funny. So Steve, we kind of talked about the whole UCLA volleyball. You know, you touched a little bit about, you know, entrepreneurship. But when did you realize that? School's not for me. I need to be doing something, and I need to be doing that now. Yeah, good question. So after this entrepreneurship class, I started my first company called the Odd Job Bros with my cousins in Rochester, New York. My and you, the, you moved back, or you were here? So and your I was just home for the summer. Okay, I was a college kid. You know, like going home just do chill. Like, what college kids have summers? It's yeah, sick. Yeah, I'm jealous. Greatest, I wish I had a summer. Like point of life, like just like yeah. So I was home for the summer, and my cousin, my uncle, gave my cousin a application for to work at Burger King, and we were like, "Fuck that!" And we met at Starbucks the next morning at seven a.m. We didn't leave until it's about like eleven thirty, and we walked away with like three ideas. One of them was to just do odd jobs. Like we, like I had manned like twenty lawns mowing them when I was like in high school, you know making cash but um we wanted to take that to the next level and so what we did was we created a flyer um printed ten thousand of them and we paid the mailman five bucks and he put them in everyone's mailbox now it's like illegal eddm that is highly (laughs) illegal we did not know this yeah so (laughs) one we got a ton of clients immediately like within hours like for just random jobs, people were like, "Hey, yeah, can you help us move this?" And, can you put and the plan was mulch? for you guys to physically go do it, or you were you going to hire some? Task we were physically or... doing it. Okay, so we were like, our whole thing was cheap and reliable. Amazing. It's like we did fifteen dollars an hour. And illegal, but it's okay. Yeah. So the mailman got fired, unfortunately. Oh, poor dude. Yeah. So that's kind of a weird thing, but yeah. we ended up doing really well, and we did end up hiring like ten of our buddies. Did you hire know? the mailman? No, we didn't hire the mailman. The mailman got fired because of this, or because well, we—that's uh, what we suspect. Yeah, yeah. So, but you guys didn't get in trouble. Uh, we got some neighbors that emailed us. They're like, you're like abusing like federal services, and yeah. and what year is this in? This is in 20. 
2015, I think. So not too long ago. Not too long ago. And so the statute of limitations hasn't passed. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Yeah, so... Uh, so I don't think anyone cares, honestly. But we, so what happened was, to get back to the question, we were super successful. The company grew really fast and we made 20K in six weeks. So I was like, holy shit, like I've never seen 20K in my life, you know? It's like, this was all in cash, too. Yeah. So we were just had like, we had stacks of cash, just like a few yeah. guys, you know? And um, yeah, so I went back to school. I was like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And then I spent like another four months in school and then dropped out. So what about it though was like so exhilarating for you? Was it making that much money or was it something else? Like what what about it was like I'm an entrepreneur and this is why? Yeah, well, so one of the earlier questions I didn't really get to answer is like why did you become an entrepreneur? Yeah. Like what about this? Like and for me it was like I realized I read this book called Walden by Henry Thoreau. And in the book, he goes off on his own and he builds his own house. He makes his own clothes. He grows his own crops or hunts for them. Mm-hmm. He fixes the screen door if it's broken, makes his windows, you know, the whole nine yards. And then he goes back to town and he sees people eating food that they didn't make, living in homes they didn't build, wearing clothes that they didn't make. And what that, I, after reading that, I got this extremely powerful sense of indebtedness. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, why am I sitting at UCLA playing a Division One sport? I have almost a full ride. I do. I get a lot of free, free stuff and free meals, and I felt like, what the fuck am I doing for the world? And I, that, and that same time in my life, I went through that natural kind of cadence of people where you try to figure out like why you're here, yeah. what you're meant to do, and who you are. Um, I felt very strongly this like sense of responsibility to give back. Mm-hmm. And from kind of that moment forward, I was very, very focused on just giving as much of myself to the world as possible. And you um, felt like you needed the only way to do that was to venture off on your own and build your own thing versus going and working maybe like a job somewhere. Yeah, it's not even close. I would say yeah. that that is, it's not even close. Like to give truly at scale, you need a network and you need a lot of resources, you need a lot of knowledge. And I set off on a journey to get as much of those things as fast as possible and to build it um, on my own. Mm-hmm. So you do odd job bros, you come back, come and back. you're like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an what entrepreneur. do you do next? I got, so <laughs> I was like doing a ton of shit, honestly. But I was like, one of my really good buddies, another great entrepreneur from UCLA at the time, Alejandro Rioja, and I were selling portable chargers, drop shipping them from China, which is very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it became, I mean, people are making like millions of dollars now doing that. Yeah, we were making bank. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was awesome. I was learning how to program. So I would never go to class, but I was always in the library. I learned like all front end web, um, a good amount of back end, became very familiar with con- with it conceptually. Um, and I was building websites for people, like making small amounts of money doing that. Um, and I was just frankly learning as much as possible. Like you see all these books. Like, I, like I'm, I'm super rigorous about learning, mm-hmm. um, especially now because the more I learn now, the longer that'll pay off. So it's like just learn as much as humanly possible. I went on like I did some crazy, really crazy stuff. Yeah. Was yeah. there any backlash from your family or even your friends that you decided that you're going to drop out? Yes. Yeah. Huge backlash. My it almost like destroyed my relationship with my parents. My friends all still think I'm totally insane. And, a lot and of my wait, friends. Sorry, what, how old were you? Like, how far in were you when you drove? Uh, I was only like a semester away from graduation. Really? This is yeah. like the, this is my senior year. Wow. But I mean, screw it. Like, it's 
fair story. Yeah. Makes way more sense. And do so you, do you have any regrets? No, absolutely none. I mean, my whole life is like maximum. I think I would have regretted graduating. I, but like, it wasn't like these things were super painful to me. Like, I didn't feel like hurt. I just felt like I was misunderstood. Mm. Um, which obviously that doesn't feel great. And the, the hardest day was like watching all my friends graduate. Like all their parents went into town, and it was like this huge deal. Yeah, but you had like a semester to go. Like, why not just stick around for one semester? It was, it was just wasting time and money. Mm. And so, um, cool. So, so you were doing a bunch of stuff. And you're like a semester away from graduating and you drop out. Why was that? Was it because you started Tenzo T or? Well, Tenzo it was, hadn't really even started yet. Okay. Um, so I just dropped out because I literally wanted to learn and grow. And, I, and Tenzo was like an idea, but we didn't actually start it yet. Okay. Um, so you didn't really have like something where you're like, I'm just going to drop out and going to do this full time. It was kind of just like. No. We'll figure it out after. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, and like the bottom line is I, I believed in myself, um, that I was going to be able to do it and there's, and I have to do this. And I still feel like this overwhelming sense of like, I must do this. Like mm -hmm. there's absolutely nothing that can stop this from happening. Mm -hmm. So what was kind of going through your mind? Like, did you have any ideas of like what you would do once you left school? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew at a basic level that I wanted to build companies. Um, I was learning how to program. I was following this super ridiculous routine that I called the ultimate entrepreneur routine. Mm -hmm. So I was just doing like 4 a.m. to midnight, like working and reading like every day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and then like eventually Tenzo like came to fruition and we launched. Because and... I'm curious, like I, I mean, I know personally like a lot of folks who, you know, are, are cut out to be entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, when you kind of look at kind of their – habits and characteristics and what kind of folks they are, you know, this kind of, you know, um, eagerness to learn and grow and do something big for the world. But then, you know, not all, not, like, not all the time does like an entrepreneur have this like big idea that's like, I'm going to go after this, right? So mm -hmm. like, um, I guess, what was your process to, I know you were kind of doing the, you know, the daily things that you knew you had to do, but what was your process to like, kind of getting closer and closer to coming up with that one idea that like, I'm going to go all in on this? Yeah, well... I mean, I Googled one day, what is the healthiest form of energy? Because I was working 20 hours a day, and I was slamming cold brew coffees. Slamming them, like four or five a day. Yeah. Plus like a Red Bull, whatever. Disgusting. Disgusting. I know. And um, so I just Googled, what's the healthiest form of energy? Found matcha, ordered some matcha, tried it out. Where would you order it from? I mean, like... Just like this guy in there, I don't know, some guy in Arizona. Just random matcha. I don't fucking know. Yeah. 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 And just random matcha. And um, it made a very meaningful impact on my life. Um, like you saw the effects instantly, or I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can feel it. Like when you drink. I feel cold, it right now. I do. Yeah. Like when you drink <laughs> matcha instead of coffee, your output will be significantly higher. And I mean, like you will not crash, you will not feel jittery. You will just literally fucking go. And like Steve, let's take a quick step back and explain for our listeners that might have heard of what matcha is, mm -hmm. but don't really know what it is. You know, because yeah. it, it, it's almost like a buzzword in LA. Right. You know, it's like kind of like that trendy thing. But kind of for, from someone who's actually in this business, in this industry, why don't you give us the true insight into what matcha actually is? Great question. So matcha is literally a powdered form of green tea. That is shade grown 
and instead of steeping it in a tea bag, like traditional teas, matcha is actually blended or mixed directly with whatever you're kind of drinking it with. Mm-hmm. So you can make a latte. Right now I'm drinking like a thick tea. It's called a koicha. You it's just put, water and matcha? Yeah, just water and matcha. And it's literally just a powdered tea. Mm-hmm. Boiled water, cold you water? You can do boiled water. I actually never would boil it because you're actually blending it with the, the, the water. So that yeah. would damage the leaves. Um, so you want to do like around 160 degrees. Um, never boiling. And then you can make it hot, cold. Like if you want, you can use it as a pre-workout. Take a freaking shot before the gym. Mm. It's so much better. It's like the, it's it's the best pre-workout possible. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, gotta, gonna, I, gotta, I gotta drink. A I drink a lot of pre-workout. Yeah. He, yeah. Drinks, oh. he drinks this nasty. It's, it's actually tastes fucking amazing. But <laughs> probably just it would just get my heart going for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's another reason why. Like to go now that like we have an idea of what matcha is. Like to go back to the question. Like we. I searched for this product and I was an athlete and so I work out all the time. Mm-hmm. And like right now I'm training for the marathon, so I'm not super buff. Probably a marathon? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean like it was a super – and like I would drink pre-workouts all day and it's like I couldn't even read the, new, the labels. I have absolutely no idea what these fucking things are. Right. It's like why what – is, what is tens of tea? It's literally just one ingredient. It's super good for you. And so, besides the ca- like the caffeine, what like what else is? What other benefits does matcha have? Yeah, I got to be really careful here because the FDA, our yeah. uh, our COO is really tight on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, whatever but you can tell us. It's it's very healthy. So it's got a lot of antioxidants. Okay. Um, studies would show that antioxidants help like prevent disease, mm-hmm. um, like cancer, cardiovascular disease, things like that. Um, it also like my dad uses it as like an appetite suppressant because um, you don't feel as hungry. Uh, I definitely need that. Slows your metabolism down. So he slows or fa- metabolism or speeds it up. What's the what's the one that you would want it to speed up? I yeah, guess, so right? it speeds yeah. up. It yeah. Speeds yeah. up your metabolism. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> my metabolism yeah. is slow, so I know that it needs to be sped up. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Um, he used it for that. He's actually lost a bunch of weight because yeah. of that. Um, and there's a Same lot of ways up. you can use it. And so. When I started discovering these things, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, like, this could be a good idea. And explain mm-hmm. us, like, what the matcha ecosystem was like back then. Like, were, were there a lot of brands doing this? this was, stuff, what, 2016? Or? Yeah. Uh, 27, like, the very tail end of 2016, yeah. yeah. So I dropped out of school, like, around January 2016. Mm-hmm. Then I was, I moved in on Rob, Robbie's couch, and so I was living with him. And Robbie's your co-founder? Yeah. And then, um, what was he doing at the time? He was playing professional volleyball. Okay. He played on the AVP. Um, he was the first believer in like me as a human being, honestly, and as an <laughs> entrepreneur, which is super special. Shout out Rob Page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started realizing all these things about matcha. And there's a great website called Google Trends, which you can see search data. The matcha graph was just <laughs> skyrocketing up into the right. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I looked at competition like no one's on the internet. I was like, holy shit. You know? And you had this kind of background of like you had dropship stuff, so you yeah, kind of so knew, knew like e commerce. I, I could yeah. learn, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying by no means my e commerce expert. Though. Yeah, like I'm still learning all this, you know. But you figured like there's not no one that's doing it that way, and exactly. like I can bring that yep. expertise. Yeah, and so then I was like, oh, like you could sell this in coffee shops, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, like there, there's a lot of potential. Then I like it just spiraled out of control, and now it's like we have product development at the yin yang to do. So yeah. what what took it from Google Trends to we're going to start a business. Yeah. I mean, that was those like a lot of those things were really it. It's like there's great timing 
with matcha. And so the market was completely underdeveloped, just starting. Um, so timing is critical in any business. Like, and I learned firsthand in college that lesson. It's also extremely habitual, mm-hmm. meaning that people will buy it again and again and again and again. It becomes a part of their daily routine. Like, think about how well coffee is ingrained in mm-hmm. American society. Yeah, tea is uh, equally as ingrained in a lot of other cultures around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the whole world. I saw. I I still believe this. This is like totally a truth now. The world's moving from like these unhealthy products like McDonald's um, to like sweet green, you know. Love and sweet green. Yeah, same. And like that, that's not going to change the the world. Yeah. Like healthier products as they become cheaper and more affordable will continue. It's going to gonna become more of a plant forward society. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm very excited for that. I wanted to be a part of that. I thought matcha was a great thing to take on, like Coca Cola. Yeah. And all these kind of BS. But but so besides that graph though, like what else did you see that was like an indication of like this is going to be a big enough space for me to kind of fresh out of like leaving college, like go all in on this and like have it be successful enough where I feel like I've, you know, given my all and enough back to the world like you wanted to in the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, frankly, I didn't, you don't know it's going to be a big enough space. Like even right now, it's like, it's a billion dollar market Mm -hmm. and that's obviously there's significant room to do something great in there, but I really thought that it was going to challenge a lot of the conventions in society, meaning instead of sodas, instead of coffee, instead of Red Bull, instead of five hour energy. Yeah. Those are all huge markets. Oh yeah. Huge. Energy drink alone is a hundred billion dollar market. There's bang now, people are drinking that one. Carbonated soft drinks, CSDs as they call it. Yeah. That ESDs? is CSDs. CSDs. Carbonated soft drinks. That is also a hundred billion dollar market. Huh. That includes it, like Pepsi, Coca-Cola? Pepsi, Coca-Cola, ginger ale, root mm. beer. Mm. Yeah, and you saw like these are all unhealthy options, and matcha is not. So we're matcha gonna... is a healthy option. It yeah. tastes great. It's been ingrained. Like people like it. Yeah. So how I knew that, without knowing that it's going to be huge in the U.S., is by looking at Japanese society mm-hmm. and drank there for hundreds of years. And they they, la- they they like last to like two hundred years old or something. Exactly. So, it's like- so I put these things together. I'm like, they have the highest life expectancy of any country. Yeah. They don't drink any coffee. They don't drink any. Soda. We're just gonna do everything they do and hope we live as long. Yeah. Let's get some green tea in our lives. <laughs> Love it. So when I mean, you start Tenzo Tea now. I mean, is it just you? Are there other people that are it's, on? It's me and Rob. It was a, such a slow, brutal grind. Let me and, tell and you. sorry, Rob was playing uh, professional volleyball, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do this with you." Or yeah, how, so how he was that? he was yeah he was going hard, like he was working really hard trying to play professional volleyball and do Tenzo. Yeah. And um, and then we hired our first employee, Brody, like right at the beginning of 2017. With what money, by the way? I mean, are you guys raising um, money? Or? No, we were we no we raised a very small amount of money, but we didn't like we had a little bit of money ourselves, and like we didn't take salary, like we just. Like I'm telling you, like we ate rice and potatoes. Like we did, we were living. I was living on a couch in a 700 square foot apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's pretty bare bones. Um, and what was like the initial vision of like, all right, I got my team, and we're not making money right now. What's the strategy to create an actual business and make money? Right. The strategy, the single expression that we still say today that solves all of our problems, is to sell more tea. 
sell more tea. Sell more tea. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what channel, just sell tea. Yeah. But like, I guess in the beginning, like where where would you start? Like what so was it? Was the, it online like, only? Was it retail? Like we sold, it- yeah, great, great, great question. So we knew e-com, that was a huge opportunity for us. We want to be the best e-commerce launch company in the world. Um, okay. we're, we're probably that right now. If not, I don't know anyone that's better than us online mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah, and so we did that. And then once we had like a few thousand dollars a month in sales, I was, I mean, that's obviously nothing. But at the time, we were like, fuck yeah, like we got. So we're going to launch a website yeah. and then we're going to advertise on social media? Yeah, we are advertising on social media. And this media. is matcha where, like, again, it's early. Like, people don't really know yep. too much about what the benefits are. Marketing, a lot of marketing, a lot of like awareness, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then we went to coffee shops. And so I closed probably, I don't know, like 30 or so shops. In those first few months before we hired Brody, and I was literally—I didn't have a car still—and I would just like plot myself in a like an area and walk and pitch every business owner. Possible. Was it a hard sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like, but, I mean, like they didn't know anything about it, type of thing. Yeah, but the it gets easier. So the thing about it is, like, if you do one location, all you need to do is do that one location really well. Take the numbers to the next guy. Be like, hey, Jim over there is doing a thousand extra dollars in revenue a month. Do you want to miss out on that revenue? You want to just copy Jim? Like, we got the product, right? People want to buy it. So we did that and we replicated that. And then now that's much bigger. Mm-hmm. How did you take it from, you know, the startup phase? And you guys are still almost. Yeah, we're still, still, a, startup. still a startup. We're definitely still a startup. Yeah, but, you know, has there been that scaling discussion or that moment yet? Or is it still a little too early? Oh, uh, we're scaling hard right now. Like we, yeah, I mean, I can't even, like the. I'm I can't, I'm at a loss for words. Like what's going on? Like every day and every week is insane. Mm-hmm. Our valuation is very high. Um, and and you guys still haven't raised any outside funding? No. So we raised six hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year. Um, that was led by the the CFO of Dr Pepper Snapple. Okay. Um, the former CFO. And aren't they in LA? Um, no, he's not. Okay. Um, but yeah. So that was like, that, I mean, like we got the best possible strategic investor. He is like a, a really nice guy and a, a mentor to me, and so he like, teaches me. I have finance lessons with him every week, and um, like, who else could you ask to be a better guy to teach you finance than the yeah, yeah. CFO of a billion dollar company? Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge for you and Tenzo so far? Uh, Business wise, it's cash flow. I mean, managing inventory when you're scaling is super hard, like super, super hard, and. I, you want to like just be like, oh, let's do like 10x revenue. We yeah. we have very clear acquisition channels. We know our like let's say we're talking about e-commerce, our subscribers and the LTV is super high. Mm-hmm. It's super habitual product. Once you drink it, once you get on this like yeah, jam of, like, I, I'm shots, I was gonna say I'm feeling it, man. It's good. Yeah, like yeah. you you just you just keep on it and yeah, yeah and so. That's amazing, and if if I had a million dollars, like I could get like three hundred thirty thousand subscribers. I know I could do that. When you say subscribers, like, do you actually have a subscription? Yeah, a subscription you... program crushes okay. it for us. Yeah, you so your customer you acquisition it. cost is super low. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not necessarily the what. What I mean by that is that if we had the money to front the cash to pay for acquiring customers, we know that we would be profitable on them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, so investors, if you're listening, shoot me an email. <laughs> sure. So, uh, so yeah, so I mean, like, I guess moving forward, like where you're at now and where you see yourself in the next like five years for like matcha as a industry and Tenzo as a company, yeah. like where where do you see it kind of going? Just like, yeah, I mean, I would love to 
reached a hundred million dollar valuation by the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of my goal. Just, I mean, it all goes back to the beginning to give as much as possible. You need to scale super fast. We are operating super efficiently right now. How big is the team? We have only seven full-time people. Love it. Love it. Uh, I always look at companies that hire too many people too quickly, and it's kind of like, ooh. Yep. We are hiring two people next week, but (laughs) we're at seven right now. It's like Instagram when they were purchased by uh, Facebook. I think they were WhatsApp, seven or nine or something like that. Yep. No, that's an awesome story. They each went home with a hundred million dollars. I see see the lean startup right there. Yeah, yeah. I th- there's you a great the like uh, ratio for this, like revenue per head. It's really important. Steve, just to cap off this segment, what's your one advice to a college student who's in college right now, has no fucking clue what they want to do? Yeah. Um, what's the one advice? Spend time figuring out who you are and what you want out of life. And go after that? those things relentlessly. How do you do that? You it comes it, it that's a great question. It is very hard. Um, I think it comes from an honest curiosity in what you like, what you don't like, and what you're good at and what mm-hmm. you're not good at. I feel like a lot of that comes down to we always talk about this too is like exposure. Like yep. being expo- if you're not exposed to stuff, you just don't know if that's going to be a lo- like a passion of yours. You don't know if it's going to pique your interest. You don't even know anything about it. So it's yep. like how do you put your? It's like putting yourself in positions to be exposed as much like you read a lot right that's like one way to be exposed to things that you would have never like just by chance like ran across like in, you know walking on, down the street so um I, yeah I, I totally agree with that i mean yeah. gaining perspective is like that's kind of my word for the same thing yeah. it's um so important go clean go scrub toilets at a nursing home yeah do that for a summer build some grit see if you can work hard if you can't work hard you're not going to be an entrepreneur probably should work a nine to five i don't know Love it. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me.